Hello ladies and gents and welcome to episode 9 of the KDH podcast. Thanks very much for tuning in. Remember before we get started, make sure you are screenshotting the podcast and getting it on your stories, get the message out there. Today I'm joined by Dale um, and we're going to be talking about fat loss, fuck the scales. How's it going mate? <laughs> How you doing mate? Thanks for having me on. That's I, love right, the, I love the title, I love the title of it already, all that. Oh, that's good, man. So um, what we'll start off, we're going to obviously have a chat with Dale today, uh, talk about, about his story, go through a lot of different questions, talking about in-depth about fat loss. As per, we'll yep. probably get lost in conversation, a lot of good points will get brought up. There's <laughs> a few questions in here that I've put, what's your five biggest like, points? And it could be literally like 40, so. <laughs> I know, uh, we might, uh, yeah, it's very open, but we'll, we'll, roll, with, we'll roll with the punches. We'll just we go. It. So, firstly, mate, what's your story? Where did you start, and what are you doing now? Right. Well, I'll I'll kind of I'll try and keep it short and sweetish, shortish. Anyway, um, so I'm relatively quite newish as a coach. Um, I've only been a personal trainer for maybe not even two years. Um, I was actually a joiner for ten years before before I got into coaching. Um, and. And it's a typical kind of story of like the cliche, like I started training and stuff like that for like a sport. Um, I used to play a lot of football. I was very, very slim when I was younger. And then I got into training when I was about like 21. So again, starting actually training, uh, weight training, very late compared to a lot of people these days. Um, and started training about the age of 21 where I was going to play junior football. And like football was like my life. That was, that was since the age of like 14, Start like I was right up, like right through, and football was my life. And then, like, I real soon realized that when I went on the pitch against actual grown men, <laughs> it was um, I was getting flung about like, a, like an empty tracky. So, um, it was time to start hitting, hitting the gym floor. And, and it was one of the ones like I just became obsessed with it very, very quickly. But like, I noticed how I fell in love with the full process of how. I was in control of how I could change my physique. I loved the whole in-depth. And I, you, a typical typical young 21-year-old boy, like, went through the pure full bro science of, like, chicken and rice and following probably the, the crazy YouTube workouts and thinking, like, you had to eat out Tupperware dishes and all that sort of stuff uh, for, a, for a number of years. Um, but, again, just fell head over heels for it and, like, literally obsessed with it, reading articles, very, very self-educated on a lot of things. And um, and then I kind of had a wee bump in the road in terms of my, my, my life, fell a wee bit of struggle with mental health a wee bit. And I found that that was the only kind of thing that ever made me feel better was like training. Um, and not, not only like, with, with my, my job and stuff like that, it's like, it was a secure job. I enjoyed it. It did give me, like I felt quite good when I built, like if I'd done like kitchens and stuff like that for people as a join on. Like it was a decent job, it paid well, but just never really had that kind of like I don't know, like some form of like I didn't I didn't I didn't feel like I had a purpose with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't feel like it was that rewarding and and then like I was thinking like how can I what can I do, man? Like I can't do this for the rest of my life. I was I was like, I just don't want to do that. I don't want to be that old guy with like, fucked up knees <laughs> with a join on and then it was like what they, what is close to my heart? Like, what do I like to do? Um, what, what am I passionate about? And it's like the only thing that what I was ever passionate about for easy like four or five years was training and nutrition and, and actually being able to help myself because how much it shifted my mindset and helped me through a lot of dark times. I was like, you know what? I think I could probably turn my hand to 
to this. I think I might be actually quite good at this. And then uh, eventually saved up some money and, and, and done the PT course, done that. Um, went through that for a few weeks. I think it was maybe like a, I think it was like a, a four-month kind of course thing. Every second week because I had to do it part-time because I was still working full-time as a joiner. Um, and then eventually got that. I kind of held on to it for about a year. Um, trying to kind of figure out how I was ever going to make that transition of like full-time job because at the time I actually just bought a house without the house I'm sitting in just now like I bought that so I was like the weekends I wasn't at the college course I was in here working and then when I wasn't in here working I was doing, doing the college course down at East Kilbride um, and then uh, I was like mate how the hell am I going to do this I'm going to, need to reach out for help but I need to I need to ask somebody how the hell I can how I can kind of transition this and um anybody who follows my page I, I, it's one of my closest pals now like one of my best mates is david hat so i kind of i was like who's who's really doing well in this scene right now and i noticed him and i was like he used to train in the gym that i actually used to train in I, was, I used to see him all the time like loads of clients getting loads of results i was like fucking guy's absolutely flying like absolutely flying i want i want a bit of that like that's i want a bit of that and uh, i just kind of like I just went and asked for help, but like I reached out and kind of similar to yourself. I was like, listen, I think your content's fantastic. I think it's, what you're doing is brilliant. This is my situation. Is there any chance you can give me a bit of advice on like how I could maybe transition into this? And then like, and ever since then, like a, a relationship just kind of started to blossom and, and it helped me massively in terms of like strategy, structure and how I could do that, how I can actually shift my shift my, my from like a full-time job to like one-to-one PT and like running yeah. my own business um eventually uh I ended up building like starting my social media page building that up started putting the feelers out there taking like three sessions putting putting stuff out ultimately working two jobs like it got to a point where I was getting um I was getting clients through the door I was getting a wee bit of traction through my content uh through like just showing people that I cared and actually the the enjoyment of coaching and helping people and uh, like I ended up to a point where I was like it was mental like it was mad I was getting up at like I was getting I was getting up at like half five right getting up at half five right and going right I need to do my post just now before I leave to go to work because I don't I'm not going to have time I'd done my content for the day for then I'd write a post put that out I'd take my van to work with my my gym gear and my work gear drive my van to the gym take a client from 7am uh, sorry 6.30am to 7:30 a.m. One client, and then I'd get in my van, shower, go to the go to my job, and then I'd be in my job from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then I'd finish, get something to eat, drive to the gym, take a client at like five, and then I'd be in from like five until nine, and that was like my day, like every day for literally maybe 45 months, and it was like got to a point where I got like built up enough traction, and I was like the money that I was making. I was kind of putting that by by side. So I was like, it's very easy to fall into that trap of thinking like, oh, you're getting ha- cash in hand and all that sort of stuff, and yeah. you're like, amazing. <laughs> this is on top top on top of my top of my own ways. Like it's like the first few weeks are like brilliant. Buy a new pair of sandals. This is great. But then got to, obviously speaking to David, and he's like, look, take that and put that aside and have that as a kind of cushion. Um, and then like I got to a point where I was at, uh, like I had enough clients there to be able to sustain the amount of income that I was making from my old job to one-to-one PT. And then, because I got to a point where I, I, I couldn't go, I hurt the ceiling. I couldn't, I, I physically couldn't do any more hours because I was working in my own job. 
and then I eventually took the kind of leap of faith and handed my notice in and then that was probably the best thing I've ever done and got to where I was and built up uh, even more traction, started getting a bit more results with the help of uh, David and his guidance and stuff like that and then like just putting a shit ton of work in mate to get where I was just yeah. now and then um, eventually speaking to David he came back with like a, a, an idea, he was in Dubai living at the time and um, he he was doing like a kind of a few online competitions and he had like this kind of structure for online like online coaching and he had like he, had, he was getting like crazy crazy numbers like crazy numbers with crazy results and it was like the workload ended up too much for him and he ended up coming back and he was speaking to me and a boy Ryan Atkin um he's part of the, the, the coaching team that we run just now and uh and he was like look I've got a, a kind of idea for you if he's up for it like um, I'll be able to educate you and like if he's want to come on board, maybe take a, a few of this kind of work, workload off me, and like I can teach you the systems that I'm using, and and obviously it'll help you guys and give you a wee bit of a different kind of reach into the online world and stuff like that. And then that's kind of it just went from from there to there. And now we're part of a, a online coaching company called MTN. Yeah, mindset that, training, mindset training and nutrition, and it's probably in my opinion literally the best online coaching company for online coaching in Glasgow right now like the, the the amount of results and the amount of impact we're having with people is just insane and now we've got it was us three started and now we've got there's eight coaches in total so um, that amazing, uh, that yeah, that's that's kind of where, it, where I'm at just now so yeah. no that's spot on mate like um, can I touch and base on a few things there like um, for anyone that doesn't know like literally me and Dale just started following each other a matter of weeks ago um, yeah. And he actually was very kind of him. He reached out to me and said that he really liked my content, really liked the way that I came across in camera. And I said the exact same. It was a wee bromance. And, yeah, uh, that's it. And we, we just was like, why don't you come on the podcast? Because I think we could have a good chat and talk a lot, a lot, about a lot of good things here. And uh, that's exactly what we're doing right now. But um, I always find it quite funny talking about what you were saying there. Like that transition to becoming a personal trainer was so yeah. fucking crazy, right? And people insult me when they say, all right, Christian, you still doing that fitness thing? And I'm like, that, <laughs> that fitness <laughs> thing? You're like, all right, mate. Like, I know. I know. Like, I think some people just don't think it's that serious, do they? Like, I mean, my, my mom and that used to be like, what? like people like the scratching their head, like, wait, what do you mean you want to like leave no. a, being a joiner? It's a great job. It's a job for life, son. It's a job for life. And I'm like, oh, man. It's, but it's like, the amount of it's the best thing that I've ever done, and yeah, it's I'm like I got to a point where it was like I was trying to look, and it was the, the, the penny dropped. Right, it's when I was like trying to look for a house, and I was like, right, what is my income I'm making right now? What 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 would I need to be earning to have a comfortable life? I don't like I'm no one. For, I don't really want all the massive things in the world. I don't want big flashy shiny cars. As though that'd be great, right? But. I'm quite a family man. I like the simple things in life, and I was like, "What's going to what, What's going to take for me to have a, a decent decent sized house to be able to have a family in there? Decent car, sky into the house, like some some internet, like nothing nothing major. What would that be?" And I and I looked at my ways, and I was like, "Well, it's definitely not going to come for this." Like, it's, yeah. it took me running myself into the ground. There was there was no opportunity to grow almost, and I think that was when I was like, "Right, I need to do something here because I need no. to be able to." I need to be able to grow and develop and, and become more successful than I was, that I was going to be when I was in that job. And it's literally the best thing I've ever done. No, it's, best thing I've done. 
Best, it's a very similar story to me, mate. I was in the military and um, I, I similar, oh, really class, yeah, yeah. I was in the Air Force for a while, and um, and it was the same. It was like, you, you, it wasn't that I did, I outgrew it, and I was like, I, like I'm not going to be able to do more of what I want there. And you know, for anyone listening right now, see how many unhappy people there are that are in their jobs, and I never ever tell anyone how to live their life, but see if you're unhappy in your job, fucking change it, man. Like, oh, it's mental, mate. Like, like it's, there's, it's mad. That, 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 there's one quote, right? It literally sticks in my head every single time. And it was like, and I've done, and it, don't get me wrong, it's no, it's no an overnight thing. Like changing your job and stuff, that's no something that happens overnight. I sat on being a PT for a year trying to figure out a strategy how I can do it. It's no like, don't be fucking stupid. Don't go, right, I'm quitting my job, that's it. <laughs> Boom, oh shit, I'm in, I'm in debt and you lose your house. Not like, be sensible, do you know what I mean? It's no, we're not telling you to, to quit your job but if anybody here is listening they're kind of really unhappy and again if we talk about mindset and anybody who follows my pages like I'm a I'm a big driver on mental health I'm very open about my own past in mental health and I'm a big advocate of speaking about mental health like one thing that I've been learning over the, the especially over the course of lockdown writing stuff um, and we'll get to that in a wee minute uh, like the, the, one of the biggest causes of like depression and anxiety and stuff like that is how it's no like pe- straight away people go it's a chemical imbalance in your brain it's it's not just as simple as that it's in the way people live their life and it's yeah. if you're trying to tell me if you get up every single morning and you dread Monday morning you wake up and you go I cannot I fucking hate my life like there's no fucking it's not a chemical imbalance in your brain it's how you're living your life right now like you yeah. hate your job I'm yeah. getting up every morning despising going somewhere and like think about how many hours that you do within that job like more than half of your life is spent at work and you're doing something that you fucking hate that to me is literally a version of hell and there's one quote that Jim Carrey always said and it it blows my mind every single time it's you can fail at what you don't want so you might as well take a chance in doing what you love it's Uh like it doesn't matter And, and and for anyone this is proving it like the lockdown people probably lost their fucking jobs that they despised and it can be taken away from like that like that so why are you wasting your time when something can be taken away from you that you hate so why don't try and do something that you actually want to that you actually like doing no no i totally agree with that and see what you said they're touching on the sort of mental health um they're like i know that i always say to everyone this was i'm literally quoting myself here so mental health isn't a choice however your environment dictates your mental state so, Massive. like, Massive. if you are if you are constantly doing things like it's, like I've been there as well with things where when I was unhappy in the military and stuff, and like I was drinking every single weekend, and I mean drinking like relentlessly, man. Binge it. But it's almost yeah. as if it's like in the military. It's like it's almost as if it's like, like ah, man, you finish work early, and go for a beer call. I was like, that shouldn't be promoted, man. <laughs> that's your environment, and it though it's like it's that it's like that kind of everybody does it. It's like yeah, and it's just do in the army, like that's it. Yeah, no, and it's like everyone's. I always say to everyone, like everyone is a bit like sheep. Like no, like no matter how much you say you don't want to, everybody's a bit of a sheep. And it's like a yeah, sort of 100%. yeah. So it's and everyone, you kind of follow the crowd. You, you tie in with folk, but yeah. um, no, a lot of good points kind of brought up there after question one. Uh, so moving on to the second one, what's your priority as a coach, and what's your plans for the future, mate? Um, well, I think my priority is is the the is literally just the cliche like I just love helping people mate like that's that's something that's that especially going from being a joiner to 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 doing this it's it's a very selfish self-rewarding job 
Um, like there's there's no better feeling to me than when somebody kind of gives you some feedback and they're like almost emotionally in tears saying how much that you've changed their life for the better. And like there's that is the biggest priority for me. Like being able to help somebody change their life, not only physically but mentally. Um, yeah, giving them different outlooks in life, and it's just. It's, it's a massive, massive thing. And that's what my priority is as a coach. And also, like, out with that side of things, I also massively pride myself on educating people on how to move a lot better as well. Like, I'm a very hands-on coach, so I, I don't really... Like, I, I'm more of the kind of quality over quantity type yeah. guy. Um, so I'll, I like to break things down a lot and, and understand... the Allow people to build confidence and, and, and be able to walk into the gym, be confident and doing certain aspects of lesson again for you speaking about for a, a crossfit background i'm guessing that must be a big th- a major thing for yourself yeah, I've, as only well. been, I've only been doing that for just over a year and um, but i've always kind of done a lot of interval training you've done a lot of that stuff in the military as well I've done a lot of circuits yeah and stuff. um and then uh, i've always done that i just like that kind of high intensity training but i like doing it i think the good thing about crossfit is that they're very big on although people do ridicule the technique like they have standardization like if you do a, an air yeah. squat your thighs need to be parallel with the ground if you do a, yeah. a press up your upper arm needs to be parallel with the ground if you do a burpee your chest needs like, there's none of this like you go to some chest classes to floor, where, right. you go to some classes and it's literally like there's folk bouncing up they're just shifting it looks like they're in the dance floor man yeah like, yeah like cutting about like chickens man and you're like what are you they're just yeah i mean all, it's like it's it requires a lot of skill to be doing crossfit and it's like now it's getting deemed as a sport which is I think it's a great thing like it's yeah. it's literally the the most physically demanding and probably one of the up there one of the most rewarding things that you're doing like I started literally like Thursday there was the first time I was practicing ever doing like a a, a snatch a proper yeah. snatch and that like two people say that I've got I've, I've always got good range of motion like my my limbs and biomechanics would pretty much is like perfect no blood smoke up my, my backside to look perfect to be able to do things like Olympic lifts um, so I was actually trying it and see the see the fun that I had doing that yeah. first day. don't get me wrong I was in bits the next day but the yeah. fun that I had was night and day it was brilliant but um, yeah. I so like I've lost track there but going forward in um, the future again it's just trying to to get that quality over quantity continue to keep on helping people um, and also the as I said about mindset um, and and I'm a big advocate on changing people's mindset and focusing on people's mental health a little bit. And, and as much as I'm not qualified, like I'm not a psychiatrist, like that, the only reason why I like speaking about it because I know how important it is to be open about it. Um, so when it's a massive thing for me for my clients to be open with me if they feel comfortable enough, of course. Um, but during this lockdown again, that's something that I've that I've got in the future in the pipeline. I've actually not told anybody this, so you've got you're getting a bit of a um, getting a bit of a gold nugget here. So I've actually been writing a, a mental health ebook. So that's yeah. hopefully going to be coming out very, very soon. So that's for the future. Um I've also got a a few kind of training seminars that I'm going to be running as well, like technique seminars once a month. I've got all that in the pipeline as well. So future's looking good, man. Um it's looking very, very positive and continue to keep up with my online coaching with MTN. Um, and just trying to help as many people as I possibly can, help impact as many people as I can. No, that's good, mate. Like we were just chatting about, before we actually started recording. We were chatting about how like what lockdown had kind of taught us, and we were saying like, yeah, as a personal trainer, you get so like caught up in the business, and we were saying about like doing really lots and lots of sessions, and 
what you've just spoke about there, you're almost like automating everything. Like you're making, you're, you're creating, like you can get way more bang for your buck out of your time doing stuff like that. Yeah. And I think yeah. people need to take, do these sort of things in their lifestyle as well. Like a lot of people, like you were talking about it in a video earlier, and it was really, really good. A lot of people put all their eggs in one basket. Like they're like, oh, I need a gym. Now a gym's yeah. a great tool, but you need to focus on every other area. You need to look at all the other baskets. Yeah. Aye, that's about. Uh, and if you, that's yeah, what a lot definitely. of people do. They just, they just put all their energy into one area and then it just... Yeah. And also I think people can overwhelm themselves as well. Like you're speaking about, as you said, like when we were probably pre-lockdown, you're doing all these all these mad things and you almost like, you mask, you mask business and pa- try to pass it off as being productive. Whereas you're not really that being productive, you're just extremely busy. Yeah. Um, and there's one thing that that I, that I learned massively, and it was Jamie Altman that actually taught me this. It was um, minimal effective dose. Yeah. And I started reading things like Atomic Habits and stuff like that, yeah. and how important that actually is to like. I used to write to do lists, it was the length of my fucking arm. And then you get halfway through it, and it's like, it's so unrealistic. You're like, shit, didn't I do that to do list today? Whereas if you actually have a shorter to do list, like, the non-negotiables that you have to get done for that day I can guarantee if you get five things that that done that you're picking three to five things that are non-negotiable and you get that done you're going to feel like you've done everything you have to do and you probably speed yourself up with more time and you feel like you've all delivered for yourself exact same with like when it comes to business side of things for me and you like I think that I used to try and have so much going on I never had time for anything else and I used to kind of mess up I'm really really busy I'm really busy whereas like I need to take that step back. I might be a little bit less money because you're not getting as many clients through the door, but you're also giving more to the clients that you're having, getting better results with them, allowing you to then maybe looking at up in prices, then looking at other different streams of revenue, having things like seminars running, getting a class going, building a kind of private group so you can actually then help impact more people for less trying to stress that you're that you're putting yourself through do you know what I mean so you sometimes have to regress back to to move forward a little bit I think the worst thing when you, you're a personal trainer and you're like a one-to-one client is that when you go on holiday and uh, you end up working yourself into the ground before you go you end up yeah. working. I've been on holidays when I'm leaving at 6 a.m the next day like I'm up at like half three in the morning and I've been worked till nine o'clock the night before Mental. then no, you come mental. back and you're trying to play catch up because it's, it's 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 good. Like I wouldn't tell anyone not to do it. It's the best way to go about learning to coach. But it's like yeah. totally, it's no realistic for a full lifetime, man. You nah. couldn't like see if you're doing like that. I, I think I think it's hard as a coach as well. Like it, it's very difficult, especially in the online world. It's very hard to switch off. It's very very hard to switch off. I so know, like it's like you, you find like I used literally used to find myself like working to nine, working to like nine at night been up since half five, taking clients at half six and stuff like that. And then like you've got people meshing you and fair enough, like you've got them there and I'll like Sunday meshes like half nine, you go, right, I'll just mess them back and that's how you know like you're sitting and having a full blown conversation with somebody at half past nine, you're like, What am I doing, man? Like what am I doing? As much as I love helping people and like it's my job, but like you need to remember you have hours and you need to have you need to have time for yourself. I was yeah. I'm forever telling people like my clients, like, no, you need to take time for yourself. Like take time away from your work, like make it a priority because you're gonna be so much more productive. And then I'm sitting there like, fucking half ten at night trying to mess <laughs> people back and my my season the dog is just sitting looking at me going, What the f- you better put that phone down or I'm gonna fling out the window. I'm like, shit. Well, well, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So that's it, exactly, man. Never be able that, to what, what you touched based on there, like Jamie Alderton's a big figure that I look up to in the industry as well. That the guy's like a big time. 
fucking knowledge bomb, man. That the guy is just yeah, yeah. You just, just say things and you're like, oh my god, man, that guy just keeps speaking yeah. sense, man. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> and uh, I need to get him on the podcast, man. I need to message him and ask him. Um, but yeah, like, and I, he recommended a book that I read, and it was uh, talking about basically. Um, what was the word again, man? So he was talking about what you were saying there, like the, the minimal effect, like making sure that you've got these non-negotiables in place. Yeah. And it was the word, do you know, the word priority only became plural in the 20th century. So people talk about priority. It was, I can't remember the name of the book. I've got it upstairs. It's like essentialism, it's called. Um, right. And basically it talks about in the 20th century, the word priorities only became priority only became plural so that's what you were saying like to-do list people are going in and they've got these like like you got people in like caught the corporate side of things i've got like mission statements and like right we need to do this this weekend it's way too much stuff whereas ah, it's mental if you strength if you keep it simple you get way more done and i was out with my, my client scott this morning and we were chatting about this and he was saying i want to do this 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 christian and we've spoke a lot about this and he's came up with a good plan. He's going, I'm, I'm making minimal amounts because the, the realism that the realisticness that he's going to sit and do it. He was like reading, doing a bit of coursework, training and what he needs to do in his nutrition. And he was saying, all he's going to do is read uh, 10 pages of a book per day, which is absolutely fine. You're not committing yourself. If you read 20, it's a bonus. He's going to do yeah. one hour of work a day because sitting saying that you're going to then like do four hours of work when you're not going to do that, is it's not clever. Yeah. And then your training, the amount of people that have came to me, I remember when I first started training and like, I'd get maybe someone that has clearly not been in a gym in a long time and they're sitting dictating to me, look, I just want a six day program. And me being you, I was like, all right, I'll make you a six day program. And then I'm like, yeah. two weeks later, you're like, oh, so have you done it? Like, oh, I've not had a chance to get in yet. And you're like, you start to realize there's a trend that you, obviously this is yeah. part of being a coach. You know that people aren't going to do some of the things and you have to remember that you need to tell them. But what you were saying there, having your non-negotiables in place and having your baseline set because like a solid routine, solid habits and just making sure that you're able to build on things is yeah. key. Yeah, massively. And it's like when Jamie was speaking about it, um, he, he was talking about like, so it was a great example. He put like, if, if you have, right, let's say, let's say, you, let's say you write a to-do list out and you've got 10 things on there, right? 10 things on there, you get five things done, right? Five things done. And you're still going to feel like a failure because you've missed five out. But see if you don't over overcommit yourself and you sit and say, I'm going to do these five things. Or let's even just use training, for example. Instead of sitting and saying, I'm going to do six sessions this week. So I'm going to smash it. Six sessions. Right? You, you only get four done. You're like, fuck, didn't get these six done. Feel like a failure. But then if you don't overcommit to yourself and you say, this week I'm going to give myself three sessions like that is non-negotiable I have to do three sessions this week you're probably always going to do four anyway right you're, going to, you're probably always going to do the fourth you get to the third one you're like you just me out the day so you do the third you've then do the fourth you've then over delivered to yourself the result is the exact same you've still done four sessions but set, because you've only said to yourself I'm going to do three you've over delivered you're going to feel a hell of a lot better when you've done over delivered instead of saying I'm going to smash six sessions and you only get four done. The result's the exact same, but I know one you're going to feel a hell of a lot more for. Yeah, and yeah. feel a lot better with with um, when you don't over overcommit yourself to something. And these are all so that's that's one way to think about. It. When, I, when I talk to people, this is mindset. This is all the things people yeah. are working on. This is the yeah. These are the. I used to think mindset, and I just thought motivation. Oh, it's motivation. Mindset's all about how you approach things, how you identify yourself, how you 
see yourself getting somewhere, like how you strategically plan it. It's not just about like, oh man, you need to get motivation. Because I think loads of folk just chuck that. I've done a podcast yeah. on that. The M word, yeah. motivation. Yeah, 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 I mean, I've heard my clients speak about it and I'm like, oh, you need to get your mindset. That like talking about film different things of on mindset and motivation. Like, hey, but how do you just get, how are you just so motivated all the time? And like, I hate that. I hate that people always look for that. And it is so motivated all the time. Like, yeah. motivation is a temporary emotion. Like, it comes and goes. Me and you are only motivated to get up at stupid o'clock every single morning. And I'm not always like the the day's training session is probably one of the worst training sessions I've had in a long time. And I was actually in a gym environment with a barbell and like a bench and stuff like that. Um, and it's like motivation. It doesn't cut. It comes and goes. It's not. It's no what gets your results. Discipline and commitment and consistency will get your results all the time. I know you're a big driver on consistency. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and rightly so. But motivation comes and goes. Motivate and it's a cliche quote in it. Like motivation is what get you started. Discipline is what will get you the results and what yeah. keeps you going. Um, so that's don't always rely on motivation. You always get that all the time. Like, how do you stay so motivated? My motivation's dead dead low this week. Fucking get your finger out. Do you know what I mean? Like, when, uh, I love when you sit and like, have a really in-depth conversation, say, that like we're having right now. I don't know. I yeah. done, like, a few talks last year um, in pharmaceutical plants. I done one in GSK in Glasgow. And uh, I done right. a few in Merck and Irvine, which is, like, a big... And they were for, like, there was, like, 25, 30 folk each one. It was really good. A big step for me. And I remember right. I had these in-depth talks. They were really, really, like, not blowing smoke up my ass, but they were good talks. A lot of really valid points. And at the end... Yeah would just pure contradict what I told them. Like I'd be telling them that things like talking about their mindset, goal setting, like making sure they've got a solid routine and habits in place. And they'd be like, I'm just never motivated. And you're like, have you even been in this room? Or like, I used to throw in trick questions at the end and I'd be like talking about the sort of the principles of fat loss. Like obviously it's a caloric deficit, but at the same time, you need to make sure how to establish that and how to measure it and how to track it. And at the end, folk would be like, so I was doing interval training. Is that good for it? And you're like, have you fucking listened to? Are you put, have you been uh, like, have you been listening for the past hour and a half, mate? What is going on? I remember I pure know. shot doing a woman. Like I'm pure. Like uh, I always say <laughs> that I'm not rude, but I'm like politely like straight with folk. And a woman was like yeah. that at the end. I was like, any questions? And I basically, I always say like, I've had adults come to me and they go, they go, I don't like, I don't like vegetables. And I'm like, you're a fucking adult. <laughs> Like, see when people say yeah, that. I, I, see, I'm going to hold you there, right? And I don't like talking bad about any of my clients at all. And you probably don't even mind me talking about this, right? But it was one of my very first clients, right? And he was, I'm not joking, the guy was 28 years of age. <laughs> and and he told me he's never tried a bit of fruit in his life. Uh, and, I, and I was like, nah, mate, come on, come on. I was like, come on, mate, you're 28, you've never tried a bit of fruit? Nah, no, never tried it, never, never touched it. I was like, how... How can you? I was like, right, you know what, mate? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Asda, and in the next session, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring us in, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you in some of the best fruit that you can try. And I like, well, I went and I bought. I'm no word of lie here, mate. Right, I went and bought like, the the sweetest fruit you could possibly buy. Things like grapes, melons, orange, apple, tangerines, all this stuff. It like the sweet life of nectar, right? Probably right, and. He put he put this first bit of fruit. <laughs> I swear to God, it was as if I just handed him a what a spoon of bloody what cough medicine or something. He like put it in his mouth and he just went Wah! and just like spat it. I was like, "You are joking me, mate! Come on, like you have got to be kidding me on. Like this is like things that ch- children eat. 
because it's so sweet and tasty. Like you don't. Like, he's like, nah, can't eat that, mate. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. It was like, it's just there's no there's no hope in hell that it's ever going. As you can imagine, the, the results weren't great with that that client, but um, I couldn't <laughs> believe it, man. Like twenty years of age and they've now tried a bit of fruit. It's that, mental. That woman, a woman, put her hand up at the end and she was like this to me when I was talking about the the the, the vegetables and the the fruit. And she was like. Um, some people have a fear of, of vegetables. And I went like that. I just looked at her and I went, do you have a fear of vegetables? And she went, no. I went, why did you say that then? <laughs> like, like, I just totally, it was as if she was trying to heckle me. I was like, that is mad. That, like, that is just like a pure invalid point. Like, oh man, like, folk, I'm like, oh, you should exercise and folk are like, oh, a football player died in the pitch once of a heart attack because they were exercising. I'm like, invalid. Like, absolutely. Aye, invalid. Aye. Like, so this means don't ever exercise again. Like, I know. Folk it's just like driving a car. Like, oh, there's people, people die in car accidents every time. Don't ever get a car. I know, I know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, mental, man. Mental. Um, but made some really good points there, man. Like, so, um, obviously, um, I was interested to hear about that brand, say that MTM, because it looks like he's doing really well, yep. Um, yeah, it's cool, man. Uh, it's good to be part of something like that as well, and especially like you said, massive good mentoring from uh, obviously that guy as well that's taught you a lot. And I think, David, yeah, yeah, um, and I think it's so important to have that in place. And like, that's I always, I think, like, we I've touched base on this in quite a few podcasts. Like, we're always telling people to invest in themselves to to do it, and mm-hmm. like, and we do it as coaches as well. Like, and that's how you develop. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah, like I mean, I, I'm lucky enough. Like he's never charged me a penny. But, sorry, I pay him back in my my kind friendship now. But, um, no, but it's it's massively important. Where is it? Whether you pay for a coach or or you find someone that you can build a great relationship with and show interest in, to be able to actually show you engage you. Like if you if you find yourself and you're looking at somebody going, I really want. I know what he's doing. It's amazing. Like, don't be scared, especially PTs out there. Like, um, I think you and Chris touched on it in the last podcast um, that the PTs and it's something I've noticed are very, very get very big egos, and that's one thing I'm quite fortunate that I do not have because I came from a different a different um, profession and I came into this relatively new, and I was all I was just like a sponge, and I'm not scared to ask questions if I feel like. I need, I'm, I need to learn something. I will openly reach out to somebody and say, is there any chance that you can help me here? This is my situation, blah, blah, blah. And that's exactly what I end up finding with David as well. And like touching on things like your support network is massive for either fat loss journeys or building a business. Like who you surround yourself with is so key. Like you're a product of your own environment and it's and it's how you live your life, if your house is a fucking mess, and nine times out of ten, your life is end up a mess. If you're hanging out with people that are going out and getting on it every single weekend, nine times out of ten, you're going to be out getting on it every single weekend. The exact same when it comes to business as well. You need to surround yourself with like-minded people. Um, hence why CrossFit works fantastic. It's that sense of community. They're all get the like, like, like-minded people. They're all into the same things. Um, and it kind of strives you want to do more and better yourself. Yeah. And I've got like, and I'm very lucky to have these eight coaches or seven other coaches surrounded by by men, very very knowledgeable, very like minded people, and having that kind of yeah. sense of a of a community and tribe to to always elevate yourself up. And if you're surrounding yourself with people and you're you're in a gym and you're a PT, and you're surrounded by PTs that are just like, what you doing? Talk to the camera, mate. Oh, what's the matter with you? Like, oh my god, get a grip of yourself. Like, what do you need to post for every day? Like, try to like almost kind of bring you down, or yeah. like they're just not really ambition. Then 
you, you maybe need to think about moving to a different gym. The exact same if you're surrounding yourself with with people who are not getting the same core values as you. Like if you want to like build a business or be more successful or or even just in terms of fat loss, like surrounding yourself with people who are like trying to bring you down because you want to excel or do better for yourself or look after yourself a bit more. It's you need to maybe think about no spending as much time with these people, and it could be hard because it could be the closest people to you. Yeah. Like so many people that I've, that especially my clients, like you hear it all the time in the workplace, like in office, like oh don't worry, you look great already. You don't need to. You don't have a wee cake on Friday and have a day a wee takeaway, and, and you know what that is. That's that's them trying to bring you down to where they are at because they're not willing to put the work in that you're willing to put in to get the results that you want. People don't want you to do well because they know that they are not willing to do the work that's required to get where you're at. And it's not yeah. until you kind of bypass that and get to a point where you've said not to be Sally in the office to piss off your cakes for eight weeks. And then you've took the wee bit of the badgering and then you're eight weeks, ten weeks later, you're a lot slimmer. And then the same people are going to come up to you and go, how is it you did that? How is it you actually did that? That's amazing. How did you manage that? Whereas eight weeks ago, you're sitting telling me I was perfectly fine. So it's it's, a, it's a very important who you surround yourself with for any. They, they start catching wind of it. They're like, "Why are you bring your gym stuff in? Oh, how come you're not having a donut? Yeah, like <laughs> Aye, that's it. Yep, just have one. Just have a fr- just have one Friday. Make me feel better. Come on. I know, man. It's, it's like, and as you said, like I always tell everyone, like lead by example, and like you're always going to get people that don't like you. There's, there's just it's always going to happen. But yeah, if you Aye. continue to lead by example, people will follow suit. And, uh, and that's yeah. like, um, I remember like when I first started taking videos in that my gym, not many folk have done it. And like, I remember I had a few comments from some of the PTs and all that. And then not long after, like other PTs were all going, what software do you use and stuff? And I like, but I think, see, the more you do things, like that's not a bad thing. It's, as we said, it's human nature for people to do it. It's usually a reflection of something that they want to do. But like, yeah, what one thing that I would say, touching base on what you just said there, mate, is a lot of people get into this thing where, they, they they want to take the step, but they're so worried about the outcome. So other people judging them, failing, all these different things. The more steps that you continually take, you become more resilient to it. And when you're like, I'm yeah. not saying that me and you have like completed it, and I'm just saying that we're obviously two individuals that are we've took a lot of risks. We're doing things that no way it's put us out of our comfort zone. Yeah. So then yeah. the more you do something, the more the risk doesn't seem as bad. Like the more. Yeah, of like every time you we were talking about every time you speak on camera it feels less and less worse every time you go to record a podcast it feels less and less worse it's like not saying they're bad i'm saying worse but like and it's the same yeah yeah. like people just this is one of the things we've not even really touched base on fat loss yet but the biggest thing that people don't one of the biggest sort of mistakes people make is they don't give it enough time they literally yeah it's the first it's the first first point that I put on there when yeah. we just, which is the next question yeah and it's they so, do not give it enough point. time so they've, they've maybe they've tried something and they start saying things like that didn't work and you're like no 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 it does work you didn't make it work for you and that is the difference like yeah. like you've not given it enough opportunity or time opportunity or time and then, like I see, I've mentioned this in a previous podcast post I can't remember and it was saying that Lane Norton uh, bio Lane if you don't follow him he's really really good he said that yep. when people say counting calories doesn't work like they're getting confused with they have not properly counted their calories counting calories yeah, yeah. Is, is science it's not even that it doesn't work it is like and i need to get people away from this mindset that it's a diet it's not a diet 
it's learning to manage your, your it's learning to manage energy balance. It's learning to yeah. it's like it's like looking at a fuel gauge in your car and seeing that it's getting low and realizing you need to put more fuel in it. If you didn't have that fuel gauge there, you'd be playing a guessing game. Your car would be running out of fuel quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, mate. Very, very good metaphor. I like that, mate. And uh, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't find that the more you do it, you might be putting petrol in it when it doesn't need petrol. You might be, be like, oh, I've not got enough money. I, I didn't realize it was half a tank. And all that tracking calories is doing is putting instruments there. That's all it is. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not like it's giving you that fuel gauge. It's giving you a fuel gauge. That's all it's doing. It's giving you like you know when you're right. You know when you're optimal for what you want at the time. And one of the things I always say to people is they get so hung up in the data. Life is going to always change. Like the, the it's going yeah, to fluctuate. You're going to, you're going to be moving more. Some some weekends you might like right now. Loads of folk are going out hill walking and stuff, and I love that. Their expenditure is going to be up more than usual at the weekend. You know what I mean, if they're being, yeah, if, they, if they're usually getting on it every single weekend, it's going to be up more than doing that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like for for, for me and probably the, a lot of the coaches out there, I put like at the start of lockdown, I like, I must have put on a good eight eight to ten pounds, mate. Like in the first first three to four weeks, like, good eight, ten pounds. I was still eating the same nutrition, eating the same amount of food that I would normally eat on a day-to-day basis, but my daily, like, I literally went from doing eight to nine hours on the gym floor, on my feet all day, getting a solid two-hour session and with a, a, a good amount of weight to literally train from home with very minimal equipment four times a week and sitting in the arse for the rest of the day. And I'm sitting yeah. eating the same amount of food. And I'm like, What's happening here? Why have I put on there? I went, ah, right. I'm actually on my <laughs> and, feet and that's, and all day. That, that's and it's exactly exact when it comes. Exactly same when it comes to like your nutrition. Like, and this is another thing we'll, we'll touch on. We'll go to the next question. But like, whatever worked for you in the past doesn't mean to say it's what going to work for you right now. Like for me, when I was dieting last year, I was able to diet on like three thousand plus calories, easy. Like literally, that was. And I and I literally got the best shape of my life last year. Like it was probably the leanest I ever got, and I don't ever think I dropped below three thousand calories. And the reason being was because how active I actually was out width of my training sessions. My meat was crazy. Like it was through the roof from just moving more in general on my feet all day, practicing and 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 like teaching people how to train and lifting weights and demonstrating exercises. Um, training four to five times a week and I was out actually because I was in a gym environment I was like I'll maybe jump on the, the cross trainer for like 20 minutes just to kind of kill a bit of time and get a wee bit of car- cardio in <laughs> um, and then like just kind of burning more calories in general like but this time when I, I was like right okay I put a good few pounds on I'm, I want to kind of rein it back in started at like 3,100 calories and I was like still not even shifting I'm like fuck that means I need to drop but I've not, not dropped below 3,000 calories dieting for a long time um, and it's just generally because of my lack of movement and lack of gen- generally moving more so yeah. that's, that's don't always think it just because something's worked for you in the past in terms of like oh but I dieted on 3,000 calories last year it will look at everything else outward of your training yeah. Look at everything else. Are you moving more? You you you've no commute to work. You're working from home now, so you're sitting in your backside, like a good few hours more than you were beforehand. So there's definitely things that you need to take into consideration. And that's um something that we touched base on there. Like that's something that you that resilience to understand and highlight it. But now that that's happened, you won't do that again, mate. Like you'll no, not like you'll no. be like. And do you know what? I've done that before. So last year, a similar thing happened to me. I sprained my ankle. And I wasn't doing, I do quite a lot of cardio, I was train weights and stuff as well. Literally stopped all this extra movement. I wasn't doing as many steps and stuff. Continued eating the same. 
And one of the things I was very aware of at the beginning of the lockdown was that I was literally totally, and I told all my clients and stuff as well. I was, yeah. it was one of the, and it was because of it, it happened to me. So, um, and that's yeah. another example of that physical, resi- that mental resilience that they build up. Like ma- make a mistake once, it's a mistake, make a mistake twice and it's a decision. And then, yeah, that's that, exactly, man. Exactly, mate. And I think that's like, I think that, that question that you asked me, it, it was the five biggest mistakes people can make when, when, trying to lose fat it's like definitely the first the first thing that i wrote down in my notes here was was that impatience yeah it was the first thing impatience and it's something that's massive like when it comes to any of my clients that work like you can get to a point and they might be making a bit of traction they're getting they're doing well over the next few weeks and it's just getting to that kind of threshold where they're generally about to turn that corner where they're going to really start seeing the results that they're looking for and then they go ah it's not working it's that like it's not working it's I, I can't measure it. I'm not dropping weight. What's happening? I can't really see the changes. If it can't be measured, then it must not be working. So I'll yeah. just chuck it. Like I guess yeah. it, it's like they're just that's so a, impatient. A lot of people want it yesterday when yeah. it takes a long time. Yeah, that's in uh, Atomic Habits, the latent potential. Uh, can't remember the name of it. It's basically that point where people are they're putting in the work and they're not fully reaping the rewards because obviously. Yeah it's a steady process and folk are like, I want it yesterday, as you said. And they're like, where is it? And you're like, it's this building period. And it's like, and, and I always tell people like, this is over years of learning the coaching. Like when it comes to tracking your nutrition, I tell them, I get to see the, the information I give them. I don't even set them a calorie target initially because I want them to get into the habit of just tracking. Then the second yeah. week I'll be like, right, let's review what you're at. And then going off of what the, the, the stats, like the measurements, the weight, then we can start to set it from there. And this is something I've learned over time. Cause I used to be like, right, this is this, this is this, this, all this information. And I'd be like, as we were saying, giving someone too much is going to dilute other areas. Some people might be able to yeah. cope with that. But for most folk that have never been into a gym, that are they've never done, they've only done like the, the knowledge of fat loss is that they need to cut out butter. Do you know what I mean? Like that's uh, and, carbs of the devil. I know. And then and then you're trying to explain to them and you need to realize that. But I always, like, as well, as you were saying there, people want things yesterday, and you're trying to explain that this isn't a diet. And they're like, what do you mean I can't eat this food? I can eat this food. What do you mean I can do this? I'm like, look, we're teaching you how to manage your energy balance. That's all we're doing here. We're not doing anything pioneering. This is literally the same way you would look at your bank statement, the same way you'd be saving money, the exact same way as that, right? But folk yeah. don't see it like that. They go, what? That I'll get facts. I'm eating this food. They, they just... They, they yeah. Their, their brains so diluted with all yeah, this, and stuff. I think that, and I and I think that's a big thing when it comes to like, like again, that's like a few. I don't want to jump ahead of the questions. Like a few well, of the questions you've what, what you've asked me is like you you've you like you've asked, like, talking about like fad diets, and I think that's a big thing where it, that comes in in today's kind of like market and the way the world actually is like in social media and everything else. Everybody's kind of promoting these things and like sins and. And all this crap, like it just says, oh, you can't eat this sort of food. You shouldn't be eating this, and like ketogenic diet saying that, oh, you shouldn't be eating this because it's more optimal for this, blah blah blah. But again, like we'll talk about that, and I think that's like something that you need to find something that works for you. But also, I think another massive thing, like that people do, like, a big mistake that they make when they're trying to lose weight is comparing themselves to others. So comparison, that's like the biggest, biggest one of the biggest mistakes you can ever make is trying to compare yourself to somebody else. Like, they've gone, like, the amount of times I've seen people, oh, how, how are they dropping, like, five pounds per week? How are they dropping five pounds? And I'm only maybe dropping a pound per week. I'm like, well, for a start, maybe this person's a lot 
got a lot more weight to lose than you. So they can afford to be dropping like five pounds per week. Um, it's not only more natural for them to drop four, four or five pounds per week. Don't be comparing yourself to someone who's been whose training experience is way more than you, and you're trying to compare yourself. That's you're only you're literally only starting your journey, and you're trying to compare it to somebody that's like, but I really want to look like I don't really want to look like her. I might be well, she's worked her absolute arse off for four years to get in that shape. You're not going to get in that shape. It's not going to be you. That's not you who you are. You need to be able to put the time in. So stop comparing yourself to somebody that is light years ahead of you. Like focus on you. Focus on what you need to do. And don't compare yourself to others because it will just it will literally the, the, the quote goes is comparison is a thief of joy. No matter how well your progress is, if you're trying to always compare that to someone else and having a negative effect on it, unless you were comparing yourself to somebody and they were giving you like it was giving you energy to go, do you know what? This is this is good, I'm gonna and it's giving you that motivation to go even harder. Um but nine times out of ten it'll rob you every single joy or every yeah. single any form of progress that you're making, you could be making fantastic progress and making great habits that you've never ever done in your life, and you're comparing yourself to somebody who's three, four years more experience, a lot more muscle mass than you, and you're 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 just diluting your own progress, and it never it's never going to be enough for you if you're always comparing yourself to somebody else. Oh, so that's another thing. Don't ever think yourself. So, um, like, three, we've touched on three points there, so I think I've been stressing David because I've not actually asked him the question yet. <laughs> but we keep touching base. <laughs> it's like you said, point. I see it. I'm not going to talk yet. Um, so um, the question that I was going to ask in the next one there, but we've literally touched base on quite a lot of it, is what's the five bis- biggest mistakes that people make when trying to lose fat? And we said comparison, patience. And patience. And what was the other one? Uh, impatience, comparison, uh, and I think another one would be, uh, I got to, I think it's, num- it's my number four, it would be rewarding themselves far too early. Yeah. That's massive, like, it's it's mental. Like, you get somebody, a lot of people, they'll go, right, I've done great for two weeks. Woohoo, that's it. Cheat meal now. They're like, hold on a minute. Hold the bus. Like, you, you can't. Like you're trying to build new habits here. You can't then fall back. Like, oh, oh, by the way, I'm two weeks into a diet. I deserve this. I did like rewarding yourself is rewards are for children and dogs. You're not a child and you're not a dog. Stop <laughs> trying to reward yourself for doing something that is adhering to your goals. All right. You need to reward yourself by pushing yourself more forward. Don't get in a position where you go, bro. I've got two weeks under my belt now. I deserve a Chinese. Oh, that's great. I went and done a 10K there. I deserve to go and have a few beers now. Like, that is, it blows my mind when people have got a, a goal at hand and they're two weeks into getting a goal and they go, oh, I've got a few, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and have a, have a cheat meal. Can I have a cheat meal yet? Can I have a cheat meal of a weekend? Can I have some chips? I really miss chips. I'm like, what? Mm. Like, you, the, the things that you're, you're trying to get to position, you're trying to implement the things that, it's got you in the state that you're in and thinking that you can still do the exact same things to get out of the situation that you're in. Yeah. It, you see how that doesn't add up? It doesn't work. And the, you know what I mean? That, that, thing, things need to change. I don't know like, if your approach is the same as mine. By the sounds of it, it is. Like, it's not saying that, we're not saying that you can't eat those things. We're just saying like, it's this all or nothing mentality. of, And this is, yeah. this is quite James Smith. It's like the full cheat meal, cheat day, doesn't actually you're not actually like you're completely throwing the principles of the energy balance out the window if someone says yep. to me i've had this quite a lot i've had it over my group and stuff and 
uh, obviously with garden parties and all that, well, you're allowed to go to the pub now, but people were saying like, oh, I've got a few parties coming up. What would you recommend eating or drinking when I'm there? And I'm like, well, I'm like, there's things that you could do to reduce your, you could obviously not rip the ass out of it. You can maybe do it every once, every few weeks rather than every single weekend. You could opt for lower calorie, cal calorie drinks, like going for a bottle of beer instead of a pint. But at the end of the day, if you cycle your calories and you work smart, as in like you decrease it Monday to Friday, you won't have to work. There's no, like, I suppose it's like that thing when people go, what's the best exercise for fat loss? I'm like, you're merely pointing out a tool here. Like the principle yeah. is being in an energy deficit, expending more. Yeah. Like focusing on one area, like what exercise is it? What food is it? These are all merely tools. And that, yeah, I think it's having that balance. Yeah. And, and that's it's like, just having that balance. And people think that the, what you were saying there about the reward is like they're trying to reward themselves. It's like they're trying to just switch off what they're doing. Like they're, they're almost like, I just want to kind of revert back to exactly what my life was like for a day. Like that's almost what they're kind of yeah. saying. Can I just do that? And you're yeah. like, look, your habits and your life choices got you in the position that you're in now. It's not saying that yeah. these things are bad. We're not trying to demonize anything here. We're just saying like, don't go for the all or nothing because what ends up happening with that is People then have a weekend of overconsumption. They fucking spit the dummy. All of a sudden, they're back to square one. They're not actually, but they think they are. Like mentally, yeah. they're, so they're, they're, they've immediately they've yeah. themselves. They've identified as someone that's as a failure because like, yeah. the thing I always tell folk is like, see if you've had a week, if you're going through fat, if you're going through a fat loss journey and you're training that, right? You're going to be depleted in energy because you're in an energy deficit, right? If you have a weekend where you, you, you push the fuck it button, right? You overconsume the calories, right? you're only going to be more energetic for training. Like, see you on the Monday. Yeah. Like, that's the, yeah. I always tell folk that. I'm like, you're going to, you're probably going to end up smashing a PV with a lift because obviously that's the kind of touch into training. But like, when someone's new to training, like their adaptations are much quicker than someone that's been training for a long time. But the fact that yeah. you're then going to have more food and going to train, you'll be fucking lifting more weight. You'll be able to work harder. Yeah. You're more energized. Like, so. Yeah, 100%. And, and don't get me wrong, like, Rewarding yourself is massively important when it comes to fat loss, but doing it strategically is the main key thing. Yeah. And it's not something that should be involved every weekend. And you shouldn't be looking to go, right, I've done something that is adhering to my goals. Now I, now I deserve that reward. You should be thinking of it as like almost a, a break from your diet, like a diet break. Or just going out and not even saying that, like just going out and having that balance of, yeah. of your like there's no time limit to this do you know what i mean like of course if you've got like a wedding or whatever it is it's, you want to be more restrictive but like when you're trying to just love a healthier lifestyle like doing that same thing that you're doing every weekend is not going to get you anywhere but if you've done that let's say once a month and then three weeks out of that i'll literally minus the two the two days that you have a hangover and you eat one crap but the rest of the time the rest of that month you're on point I can guarantee you're going to be way better off at the end of the month than what you would be if you were trying to rinse and repeat that every single weekend. So, like, if I was going to say that to somebody who, like, no, I really, I really miss having a drink and stuff like that, right, well, go and have a drink, go ahead, enjoy yourself, but don't make it a regular occurrence. Like, do it once a month. Limit yeah. to yourself to... Because the thing is, I made a video about this, like, soon anybody who's, like, getting distracted with habits or smoking or anything like that, as soon as you say to yourself, I can't have something, what's the first thing you can think of? Yeah. I want to have that. Like, if I was to turn around and say to you, don't think about a white polar bear right now. Yeah. You're thinking about a white polar bear right now. Like, <laughs> it's as simple as that. Like, it's just how human brains work. It's how we work. But instead of sitting saying, I can't eat this thing, or I can't do this, or I can't eat this certain food, or I can't go on a night out, or I can't do this. Like, know that you can, but 
know that you can do it and if you're if you're smart about it and, yeah. and have it in that place where like, okay, I'm not gonna go out and do something right like every single weekend, every time somebody's asking me to come out, because like, right now the distractions are through the roof. Like you've got restaurants that open back up, you've got beer gardens that are open up, you've got the boozers open back up, you're pumped in the streets open back up. Um, the distractions there are, are through the roof now and it's like if you've been locked up in your house for four months of course you're going to want to go out and enjoy yourself with your mates of course that but pick the ones that's going to make the most, meaning most, most to you like Christmas and stuff like that like Christmas go and spend like don't try and diet over Christmas like go and spend time with your family on Christmas day and eat your absolute panning like it's it's making memories enjoy yourself but just get back on track the next day yeah. like get back on to what you're doing it's as simple as that do you know what I mean I like pick and choose the times where you want to go out that's going to allow you to enjoy it and go, right, do you know what, that was really worth that. I'm, yeah. I can, I, I'm, I'm good at my system now for the next three weeks, then I can crack on. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's some really good points. What else have you got there to add on to that? Mistakes? Um, I think the, 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 the feel that people need to suffer. People go on a diet and think, oh, I need to be suffering. I need, like, as you said, like, I should, I should have eaten that food. I need to be, I need to be nailing myself to the ground. I need to be hurting myself and I need to be starving myself. Monday to Friday and then, then at the weekend you end up binging but that's another one I think a lot of people think in their mind they have to suffer when you don't you don't need to suffer when you're on on plan or on a diet or whatever it is it's about trying to find that balance and something that works for you and there's definitely and like fat loss is relatively simple when you put it on paper fat loss is simple it's like eating less move more create that energy imbalance negative energy imbalance so it's, it is relatively simple but Feeling that you need to think that you need to suffer and caning yourself every single day, thinking you need to nail yourself to the floor, is going to leave you absolutely gassed, leave you smoked, and it's going to leave you feeling like I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this because you're you've you're starving, you're low in energy, you're you're like trying to bash five k's out, and you're just like fuck this, I'm not doing yeah. this anymore. Do you know what I mean? So. It's don't don't think you need to suffer. You don't. And that's why I always like not saying that I put people on these super low calories, but like I, even when I do a cut of that, the most I do is like three or four weeks for a holiday or something. Like I'm not saying that I'm better than anyone. Like that. I just sit like that's I don't I don't want to get fucking four percent body fat. I want to just get a wee bit leaner. Yeah. When I go and that's and that's that's all perceptive. That's all yeah. that's all objective to you as well. Do you know what I mean? I know, that's it's just. just like and I always talk about I mean? body fats online and I always say, it's like a wee disclaimer, I'm like, there's no, when I talk about people losing weight, I'm like, there is no optimal body composition. There's no, no. there's none. And see when folk get, like, what body fat, fat percentage should I be? I'm like, there's so many things wrong with that question. Like, Yeah, like, I mean, like, at the end of the day, like, there's people, like, you don't need to, like, you don't need to be anywhere. You don't need to go to the gym. Like, you don't need, like, to, like at the end of the day, people should be trying to their best to live a healthy lifestyle, right? And see if that's gone to a few classes a week or going a few runs and like your body composition goes only that great. Aye, you're not shredded, but you're living a healthier lifestyle. You don't really care about like ha- like having six pack abs and you're happy in your life. You don't need to think about having six pack abs or yeah. getting crazy shredded. Like look at look at what what your values are. What is your core values? Do you do you like going out at the weekend and spending time with your mates and eating food and being able to still go and lift heavy weights and, and still bash out 10Ks? Your body composition might not be Instagram ready, but that is like, that's due to your values. Like You don't need to be shredded all the time. You go how you feel. If you feel happy and confident within your own self and you're living a healthy, balanced lifestyle, then 
fucking that's it. Keep doing it, man. Do you know I mean, don't you. don't think that you need to fucking go ahead with an Instagram post. Mental. And uh, that's I think a lot of people. This is kind of like this is obviously probably rubber a lot of folk up the wrong way, man. I think like I don't. My clients send me stuff last night. Uh, today I can't remember if it was today or last night. I think it was today for the busy day. And uh, <laughs> he sent me. It was from this guy who'd been on Love Island, and he was talking about his extreme diet. She was like, "What do you think about his views on it?" And I said, "I don't follow a dates like that." And it was like, like that's what I said. I was like, but the yep. thing is, the guy actually put a valid point. He did put in a bit of a disclaimer. But yeah, he was just talking about it to fill his, fill his boots, fill his ego. That's why he was talking about it. And see, the thing is, because I went to his profile, 1.1 million followers, right? Mental, man. Mental. That guy's talking about extreme dieting, how tired he is, that he can't fucking sleep to a load of pure, influential people. That guy's talking about it, he's going, but it's all right. Like, and it's like, but everyone wants to look like you, mate. Everyone wants to look like you. And you're going, but don't do it. It's bad, and you're sitting telling them all this, and it's like fuck me, man. Thing is, like I'll never, I, I don't, I hate bashing people, man. But like, it's when you see stuff like that, you, it's just trying to keep it interesting. Like she does, try to keep, like she's trying to give as much like new variety, like it's a new exercise for you. When you, everybody knows fine well the fundamental basics is going to get your results. It's just, it's try to keep it pretty, and that's exactly what it is. It's try to keep yeah. it sexy for Instagram. Yeah, and, I think, and, and, the, and the sad thing is that's that's what people want to see, mate. Like it's nobody gives an absolute monkeys if you're putting a barbell on your back and you're squatting, you're doing five sets of five. Like nobody cares. Like yeah. nobody see it unless you're you're doing some form of dance kind of movement with some dumbbells. With, with your ass up there, then nobody, nobody really cares, mate. And that's really? a sad thing. Like, it, and that's not going to get you mad results. Like, and sometimes doing nothing, doing that is better than doing nothing. Don't get me wrong. Um, which is fair enough. But uh, you, you do need to be. You like, if you've got such a big following, I reckon people should be, should be leading by example. We're at mate, hundred percent. I know, and like, I think as well, like the sort of thing now. Like, I, I put a post up about this as well, man, and it was talking about like people be, try to be real. And it's like influencers where they're like sitting with their fucking, their knees nearly touching their chin going, look, I have creases too. And you're like, mm. what the, like, why, like, or it's just like, the, it's, it's almost like jumping a bandwagon. Oh, I don't know what content to make. I'm just going to fill, I'm just going to fill my ego with putting a half naked picture of myself up. But I'm going to, aye, look at, look at me and my, my cellulite and stuff like that. And I get the, the kind of meaning behind it, which is great. And like people are saying, aye, it's good to show off your, your imperfections, but don't like, bend a certain way to go look I'm getting like fat rolls here <laughs> and it's all and it's also a bad thing to stick because what it also does is then demonizes people who are actually showing the best part of themselves who have worked extremely fucking hard to get where they're at and it's people like oh you shouldn't be putting that up like well no you should be putting that up because or he should be putting that up because they've worked extremely fucking hard to get where they're at they, like that guy's dieted 12 weeks and like went through a lot of time and effort and sacrificed a lot to get as lean as what he was. You're damn right he's gonna be body showing it off. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It might not be realistic, but the guys the guys worked extremely hard. Zach same for any females. Like if they've dieted down, they've they've worked their hearts off for literally for like four years with hip thrusting through the roof and they've gained a good few pounds on their backside and they want to show that off and they'll be like, Look what I've fucking done over the past four years then that's they should be allowed to do that. People shouldn't be demonising. I think that's the problem with 2020, man. Like, I think it's just the people don't even like this. It's a year, year of the snowflakes, mate. It's literally, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's like you literally cannot do a thing wrong and you're always going to have somebody on your back with something. I literally put a, a post up about a carbonara 
Chicken Carbon Iron, somebody put on my post saying, um, it's up to you if you want to put me 50 50 meals up, but um, you should take this down right now and remove the word carbonara and the Italian flag. You're kind of inappropriate. I was like, What are you like? I, what? Like, I, I, it literally confuses me to this day. I'm like, How does that? How does that even work? Like, how is that inappropriate? Me putting carbonara and putting a, the 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 flag where it originates from on my on my pro like it's mental, mate. Oh, it's mad, man. Just like people are just so butthurt over over it in these days. But anyway, no. distracted there. We went a bit, no. a bit left there, didn't we? No, no, we went it's off. Pol- there, but it's a lot of good, a lot of good valid. <laughs> so what we'll do, because obviously we've stretched the podcast quite far. We'll try and keep the questions tight, man. Because obviously, yeah. I don't want, like, my, my podcast, when I started it, the plan was to make them, like, 20 to 30 minutes, and then I started liking just the hour-long ones, but I don't want everyone to like, because I never listened to a two-hour podcast. Like, I know, I know. I, I never, exactly I listened to the start, but then I want to make sure I listen to it. So, what's your top three tips for anyone looking to get lean? Right, so, first first off is make sure that you are getting your knee up, move more. Like, and I mean, I'm guessing when you say lean, I mean, as in, like, lean, not just dropping some fat I guess I guess they'll they'll kind of fall into the same same category I suppose right but um, getting lean definitely move more get your knee up out with your training sessions you can be training four times per week 45 times per week you need to remember that is less than 1% of your week right? you train for an hour you train for an hour four times a day uh, four times a week sorry that is less than 1% of your week you need to focus on other aspects outwards of your training so knee is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis like Cleaning, walking, um, cardio, cardio based on the bike, do whatever it is. Whatever you can do, move more, stand in the middle of the loving room, tap your feet, jump up and down for all I care, just move more. Um, number two would definitely be, especially when you're getting to a point where you're getting lean, where I mean like to a point where your body fat percentage is getting relatively low, where your abs are starting to show, uh, you're, relative, you're going to be probably on lower calories than usual. So being smart of about your food choices is great and as much as we kind of preach preach about like flexible dieting and yes you can lose weight on like eating mcdonald's and a burger or whatever it is as long as it as long as it fits your calories um but when you want to get lean and you want to feel good and optimize performance then you need to focus on the volume of food that you're getting so filling your food up with high volume foods that are low calorie and very palatable as well that's uh, something that's massive for me, I don't want to be eating plain, bland, boiled chicken, chicken breast because it's just very, in my opinion, unless you're very determined and very like robotic and you are coming from a bodybuilding background, then eating chicken and broccoli for 12 weeks on the trot is very, it's like it's like a nightmare for me. Um, so high volume foods that are lower in calories and very highly palatable that you can that you enjoy eating. Um, and number three would be Again, just finding the best way that you can sustain that diet or sustain that deficit for a long time. For me, I like to, I like to, I like to fast quite a lot when I'm trying to get um, leaner. Just for the simple reason, I feel like my mind works a lot better. I don't feel sluggish in the morning if I have a I have a big breakfast. Um, I feel that I can get a lot more done, and when I'm busy, I can kind of suppress my appetite with things like coffee and water, and and keep myself active and keep myself busy. Because what tends to happen is after a long day of work, I tend to find that when I come home and I'm sitting down and I'm not doing much, and after my dinner, I find that I'm like, mm, it's that kind of time where you start to get that sweet tooth, and you kind of 
the fridge kind of calling on you, like, come on, big man, and here you come. Like, and it's, and I'll, I'll relatively like to push my calories back to the end of the day. Uh, I don't really have like a fast window or anything like that. I just like to almost kind of push my calories back a little bit. So that's just one way. Um, finding something that works for you is massive. It's something that is very, very sustainable for you, whether that's missing breakfast or whether that's having a big breakfast that might set you up for the day. Um, splitting your meals up over five meals or having three big massive meals, like whatever it is, just find a way that helps you stick to your calories for a long period of time. Because for you, in order to get lean and to be able to get to that point of where you're happy with your physique or your leanness, if you're like prepping for a show or prepping for holiday or whatever it is, or even just in general for losing weight, you need to find a way that works for you and that you're going to be able to sustain that. Um, also, another point, I know you said top three, but I mean, I've got a few here, but um, recovery. Uh, recovery is massive. And I think that just goes across the board for anyone, but especially when you are in a dieting phase. Now, when you're talking about food and we're talking about an energy a negative energy balance food is fuel it's simple as that the food that you eat is energy um and if you're not giving the body what it needs to optimize its optimal performance then you need to be focusing on your recovery elsewhere because your body's not going to be able to recover from food alone you have to look at other aspects that like you need to be focusing on keeping hydrated you need to be focusing on getting your sleep which is massively crucial making sure that you're foam rolling make sure that your warm-ups are correct you are looking after your body especially when you are at a point of depletion um where your recovery is not going to be as quick you need to focus on thinking that you can't go and do what you were doing during your gaining phase where you're loaded with calories and tons of energy you need to focus on your recovery you need to be smart about your your training you need to focus on taking days off and rest days massively important and um, for all your body to recover and keep on training at optimal performance and the last point would be meal timings um, I think that's massively important especially if you want to get lean especially from a performance aspect the the key thing here is you want to be still be able to like perform at your best and be able to stimulate your muscles in the best way possible so when you're at a point where you're quite depleted meal times are massively important I think um, you need to be making sure you get enough carbohydrates and enough energy in there before you're training and then also you need to be making sure that you're getting enough um, nutritional dense food after your training again to help with that recovery process of depletion and calories and making sure that those meal timings are relatively good so you can perform at your best level um, to be able to in order to be able to still burn more calories at the time that you have in the gym so that's that's my, my top tips for getting lean. Uh, really, really good points, mate. Because like I, I know as as we've spoke a lot about fat loss and that the principles are the same. But when you are wanting to get a wee bit more cut up and that, say you're going on holiday, and, and the reason that I asked it is because a lot of folk want that. Like they, they do. Like and there's no and there's, there's no point in sitting like trying to say that oh you shouldn't do that. Like we do it. Like we've done it as well. Mm-hmm. Like in the past, and it's like it's not a bad thing to do that. It's just. No, it's definitely not. not. The things that you should be aware of, so you should be better educated going into it. But just understand, it's it's probably not sustainable. You know what I mean? No, so, definitely yeah. not. Like I mean, don't get me wrong. Like when you get extremely lean, or the, the best shape I've ever been in again was last year. Like I looked ridiculously well, but I swear to God, I felt like shit. Yeah. Like any, you ask anybody who's prepped for a bodybuilding show or done any form of extreme dieting where they've got to a point where they look incredible in a picture 
you ask them how they're feeling, they're like, I fucking hate my life right now, mate. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're low calories, their energy's low, their libido's shot away, shit, like, everything's gone. Um, I, they might look great, but I can guarantee you that it's no, it's not a sustainable lifestyle. Um, and I, I'm going from an aggressive diet, which I've only done once in my life. It was like two, two years ago, I think. And I was like, it was a last minute trip to, to like Ibiza. And I was already kind of halfway through a cup. It was nice and slow. I'm a dieting phase. I hate calling it a cut because I'm a bodybuilder, but like a nice dieting phase, getting lean for holiday. And I'm that guy. I love getting lean for holiday. I find that it just gives me that extra wee bit of motivation throughout the year to keep everything a lot more structured to push myself and challenge myself mentally um, and I feel like the oh, I've lost my train of thought there something popped up there what was I talking about <laughs> Jesus Christ doing a, an extreme diet before going away on I, the, yeah there we go so it came up in Ibiza I was, um, I was, I was it, it was like two weeks to go I was like right I'm going to just like dip my toe in dip in dip out I swear to God, my immune system didn't know what hurt me. I was still doing crazy hours. And see, when I went holiday, like, my immune system was that shot up because I went and dropped calories that much and up my expenditure through the roof. My mouth just exploded with, like, ulcers and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I ended up getting cold sores, ulcers all through my mouth. And I swear, I was, like, sitting in the airport trying to eat breakfast before I went to I was like, I literally can't eat that because I had, like, as if somebody dripped, like, acid in my mouth, mate. That's what it was like. It was, like, just these mad ulcers all over my mouth just because how quick I dropped calories and how much I was moving and trying to like drop that that don't get me wrong, I did drop weight but I felt fucking terrible for it. Like, I just really uh, I just finished Ross Edgley's book there, The Art of Resilience and he swam around the UK. It took him hundred and fifty seven days. Yeah. He never, yeah he, never, followed that. he never got ill once. He never Mental. not not a single sick day because he he optimized his nutrition, which obviously it shows you how important it is. So yeah, um what's your thoughts on fad diets and slimming clubs, mate? <laughs> terrible <laughs> like um, literally the first thing I wrote was, was shite by exploration mark. but um, I mean like they try and sell a quick fix right and it's like this, the same old saying goes like what's the quickest way to lose fat well quickest way to lose fat is do what I've done that two weeks before I went on holiday drop your calories down and go fucking 10k runs every day that's the quickest way to run, drop fat but you're going to feel like shit and you're not going to look very great um, but what what these kind of I mean things like fad diets like you see this boom and all that and like it's literally see in all honesty if, if I think and I find people are buying that and they're thinking I'm going to drink this cup of tea that's going to get me to look like this person you deserve to have your money robbed off you because that is just the most gullible thing I've ever seen in my life like surely you cannot you, like you cannot believe that that's like drinking this tea is going to get you in the best shape of your life like, it's surely in your brain, there must be something going, hold on a minute, there must be a catch here. Like, surely. So, like, these teas and, like, injections and all that, these crazy things that you see, like, fucking crazy. It's just literally gimmicks, and you should just not be so gullible. Like, there's so much information out there now. Like, there's so many people that still talk about it. We're talking talk about it in this podcast. Like, the, the market is saturated with a lot of good coaches out there that preach, oh, this is how much and not a lot of nonsense this is. And if you're still buying into this crap, then you need to take a long, hard look at yourself and go and understand that you're just wasting your money. But when it comes to things like Slimming World and, and things like that, and like the, the, the Atkins diet and stuff, they, they work to an extent. Um, and as we've talked about, we spoke about it before, they do work. Again, it's just kind of masking this 
the whole aspect of what a negative energy balance is. Like, and the, and what they do is they, they 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 lure you in and they show you these results, which is great. But they also put it in a way to kind of demonise food and confuse you. Like we spoke about, like demonising carbs and saying sins, and like I'm pretty sure Slimming World will say like having fruit is sins, which is fucking insane. Um, like if you if you think eating fruit is bad for you, then you you need like it's that's like you need to go and sort something out. Like you need to go and check, like just read the internet somewhere because like fruit is good for you. Simple like, as that. It's like, like it's mental. People, see when people start saying things like and it's just almost like that sheep thing I was saying and people go but yeah like yeah fruit and, and sugar. Yeah yeah sure they're just saying words and they're just like compacting them and they're like yeah yeah like my sugar's high because like I shouldn't eat as and you're like listen to what you're saying look look like yeah See if you do use my fitness pal in any activity tri- tracker, they're gonna read that certain things are high. Just use it to track your calories. Like don't don't yeah. worry about like, oh my god, my salt's high. Oh my god, like yeah. obviously yeah. if you were eating foods that were genuinely trans fats and saturated fats predominantly that like, and it highlights mm-hmm. that, change it. But like see if like you you might have a day where you've ate more carbohydrates than you have fats, so your sugar's going calories are yeah, your, your calories are still the same, but your sugar's going to read slightly higher. But yeah. what I always say, I think it's amazing that no one bats an eyelid. They'll go a full lifetime of mental. Any, any, like, they won't even, like, question, like, the wheat of Domino's, like, multiple times in a week, takeaways, not that. You tell them to track their calories and they start questioning things like vitamin A, and you're like, what? Yeah, it's mental. Like, like the, see, the only positive and upside they have, like, when it comes to things like these, like, slimming clubs and stuff like that, like, the only, I think the only positives they do have, because they do work, like, they do work, because yeah. what they're doing is, is literally providing you with, like, eating less calories and, mo- and moving more, right? That's that's what works. Like, protein is massively key. It's allowing you to get, like, more focus on that. It also provides you with that sense of community. Yeah, and it's like again what we spoke about is providing yourself and surrounding yourself with like minded people on that same kind of journey, and like they have these groups and communities, and it can spur people on, which is fantastic. And I think it's great. That is a good thing to have, and there's a reason why they're a multi-million dollar like business. Like it's it's as simple as that. But what they do, what they don't give you is any education and how to be able to sustain that. Like it's it's the exact same when if I was like again comparing yourself to something like I want to have their physique. Like, no, you don't, because see if I was just to go like that to you, right, and everybody wants the easy way out and they want this quick fix, you need to learn how to fail. You need to learn how to, what it takes to sustain that and how, and you need to understand and the knowledge that it's took you to that, whereas these clubs don't really educate you on how you're actually getting in, in the shape that you're in. They're just saying, listen to me, do what I say, and you'll get in shape. And that will work. But you have no knowledge of how you're actually getting in that yeah, shape because not, then what happens is when you get to that shape, you leave that club, then you go, shit, I don't actually know how I got in this shape here. Yeah. I don't know how to sustain this. Next thing you know, a few weeks later, you've piled on the pounds again. You go, fuck, I better go back to them. And then you see how that works. That is that, right? Let them go, let them come back. Let them go, let them come back. And it's just that lifetime subscription of this is what keeps me in shape. I'm just going to stay in here. Instead of thinking about, right, how can I educate myself and learning how to get to a point where I'm able to sustain that? And that's the exact same. If I ever say to somebody, I want the easy way out, and like, right, if I gave you that body right now and I says, there you go, gave you the body of your dreams, it would last the whole eight weeks because one, you don't know the sacrifices it took to get there, and two, you don't know how to sustain that. Like, it would be gone in the space of six weeks because you don't know how, what it takes to get in that shape. 
and it's just never going to work for you. So that's 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 what I think. That's what I, I think on them, mate. I'll kind of touch base on that. It was I think the exact same, mate. And I don't ridicule anyone for doing them, and I don't think like see if it works for someone, it works for someone. However, like as you said, they are masking up the principles behind it. They are running yeah. a very profitable, successful business because they rely on people. They rely the the people rely on them holding their hand, and that's the thing. Yeah, it's almost like yeah. we're like that, right? Go and go and do it. Go and think in your own two feet. Whereas they want to hold your hand, and that is that yeah. is the thing with them. They're not they're not giving you everything. They're dripping you. They're going like, ah, right, just take a wee bit here, a wee bit there. But what they don't realize is like like I remember some of the worst advice I ever heard when I started coaching was I can't remember who it was. It was like other PTs, and they said don't give everyone all your information. And I couldn't think of anything else. I give everyone. It's fucking mental. I give everyone as much as I can. But as a result of that people stick with you as a coach and I suppose like people would probably stick with the slimming clubs as the community but again fat loss isn't a forever thing so you shouldn't be at a slimming club forever anyway you should only be there yeah like yeah yeah like, you should be able to go there drop what I, as I said there's no optimal body fat you should be able to go there learn how to go through the process then walk away and you should be able to do it on their own whereas that's what they're not doing they're telling you I mean it's, it's for anybody anyone who is a coach like that's your ultimate goal of a complete body of work with a client like of course you want to still be able to have from a business point of view and having them with you but you also need to be looking at what's best interest for your clients like you, your complete body of work would be getting someone from let's say they are overweight getting them to a lean where they are and then you've done them in a dieting phase you've educated them on how actually what it takes to to lose fat and how to get to there and how to sustain that if they like, but then also educating them what they can then do to them get out from, it's not just about fat loss all the time. Your end goal should always be having a balanced in your own body. You're training well, you are looking well, you are feeling the most confident you've ever felt and you are able to, the connections went a bit bad there guys if it's still on just wait there stand by for um, the connection coming back Sorry, guys, we just had a wee technical issue there. We had to cut off. Uh, that was my... Yes, that is the, the joys of working from home, ladies and gentlemen, you all know. But, uh, yeah, apologies. That's all right. Um, so we're just going to move on to the next point because we kind of we capped off with the diet clubs and the um, fad diets anyway. We're not ridiculing yep. them. We're just saying there is pros and cons. However, as a coach, I think one of the things that I personally don't like is the fact that everything's off of your weight as well. Like... I had a client this week that lost um, six pounds and we we're going over it. And I was like, you haven't lost six pounds of body fat. You've, uh, yeah. you've like, our calories were relatively low. Uh, our movement's been up high, but she wanted to just go into it hard. It was her, her decision. We spoke about it. Absolutely fine. Yeah. So Max, she's probably lost two pounds of body fat because she was in quite a big deficit. There's no way to 100% measure it. Like I said, I said, yeah. a spoonful of calipers isn't going to do it. 
But a lot yeah. of that as well will be because she is depleted, our glycogen levels, our hydra- uh, hydration levels, water retention in the body as well. Yeah, so, way down. Yep. And again, like your weight's going to fluctuate as well, like depending on like yeah, if someone thing. is bigger, you were to put, let's say that you had two clones, right? Two twins. And one person was like 40 kilograms of body fat. They were like a big, heavy person. They were morbidly obese. And the other yep. person that was literally like 15 sort of percent body fat, they weren't that big. Like they, it's not that we have these optimal amounts, but you put them on the same calories, the person that's much bigger is going to see bigger weight loss initially. It's just the yeah. way things go. Yeah, it's just, na- yeah, it's just natural for that because they've got more weight to lose. They can afford to do that. Again, that comes from that comparison aspect. Don't just think of like, oh, because somebody else is losing a, a shit ton of weight. It means that you need to be. The situation's completely different from yours. So different body, different different person, completely different lifestyle. Everything's different, so. Um, yeah um, I think that I think that's what I was talking about as well for cut off it was like to be able to have that balanced lifestyle you want to get to a point in your life where you're feeling confident within yourself you are feeling that you're living a healthy lifestyle and you're able to eat and go enjoy your life well and be able to train and, and just enjoy yourself in general and just feel confident in what you're doing and how you're living your life that is the end goal for any of my clients like that's that's what it should always be. You should be getting that complete body of work of being able to go through a fat loss phase, educate yourself on that by coming with me, and then also teaching your clients how to then go into a gaining phase of how to get understand that they don't need to be in a negative energy balance of full time, being able to get that energy balance back up, back up to maintenance, or even in a surplus to be able to grow and develop and have more energy and a whole different aspect when it comes to training, and then getting to them a point and they go, oh, but I put a bit of weight on. Oh, it's fine. We, we, We've put a bit of weight on, but you're also a lot stronger. You're also a lot more mobile. You're a lot more muscular now. You're 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 in a better position. And now when we start dieting, you're able to diet in a lot higher calories now. Then we're going to be used more in that energy, um, the, with, with the calories than what you were before. So it's important that don't always think, as you said, fat loss is a lifetime thing. It is fat loss for some people is a lot longer than others, and some people it can be up to a good few years that they need to be focusing the fat loss goal, which is completely fine. But um, you're not going to be able to sustain a negative or a deficit, a calorie deficit for years on end. There's going to be points where you're going to have to take a little bit of a break to give your body a, a rest, to take that back up to maintenance for a few weeks, then bring it back down to then kick that start back up again. Um, but again, your always end goal is to be looking to live that balanced, healthy lifestyle. And that comes from doing things like a dieting phase, a gaining phase, even just staying about maintenance if you're happy where you're at, just maintaining where your physique is looking to enjoy your training looking to enjoy your life like that's that's the end goal for me yeah. i think for anybody is, should be. a lot of people label things too much like they they over define things and i think that's one of the big issues as well man um yeah but yeah we'll move on to the next one there mate um so what would you say to someone that is interested uh no sorry what would you say to someone that is resistant to tracking their calories but keeps moaning that they've tried everything well, they've not tried everything then, have they? No, that's it. <laughs> they've not tried everything then because, like, at the end of the day, again, quoting Jamie Alton, it is what what gets measured gets managed. Simple as that. Like, if coming back to that, what you spoke about on the, the start of the podcast was, like, if you don't have that gauge, you don't have that understanding of what you're doing and how, what you're actually putting in your body, there's no actual... There's no actual way that you know what you're putting in. Like as simple as that. Even if some, like even if you think you've got a rough idea, you probably don't. You think that you're, you're you think you're eating less calories than what you think. You're probably eating more than what you actually think. Exact same for anyone who's in a gaining phase. Like if you think you're eat, um, eating four, you used to hear this all the time. Like I'm eating four thousand calories a day. Are you? 
bugger him, mate. You're not eating 4,000 calories a day. Do you track that? No, no, I just don't want to eat 4,000 calories. Like, no, you're not, mate. You guarantee you're not. Like, yeah. I, I just can't seem to put muscle mass on. I'm eating 5,000 calories a day. Like, you're not eating 5,000 calories a day and you're not gaining any weight. Like, it's just, it's not happening. Like, I don't care. You're not, your genetics are not that quick. Your metabolism is not that quick. You're not running marathons every single day. Like, it's not happening. I don't care what anybody says. If you're eating that amount of calories and you're not tracking it, then you're not eating that amount of calories. Simple. No, I know. It's, um, so, that's, that is, it was, the reason I put it in is because it's something I've had quite a lot and I've, I can probably imagine you've had it as well where it's yeah. almost like, I think like at these, it's always people that maybe came off the back end of a slimming club or a fad diet and I'm like, do they talk about this there? Do they do they go... I know, I know. Like, do they have chats about this there where they say don't do it? And like, I'm not saying this is everyone but I've had people doing it and like, I always laugh when I actually spoke about that in my stories when someone says they've tried everything. The key word is tried. And they haven't because otherwise they would have accomplished yeah. it if they had done everything. Yeah. And don't so, get me wrong, like tracking food can have a negative effect as well because a lot of people can have fallen that mindset of being like, like, can then look at like obsessing over it when yeah. they shouldn't really need to obsess over it. What you should be doing is, I think, for anyone who needs to make any progress, should at least be tracking for at least two weeks of their life, yeah. um, just to understand, to just to give you that that understanding and knowledge of what it actually means to measure everything that you're taking into your body and getting that almost exact amount of calories that you're looking at because there's no exact amount of calories either and there's no like these kind of calorie calculators are not perfect they're just a rough estimate and like exact same for anybody as yourself you know like you start off with a client like you give them rough calories with, the, with like on that kind of bmr kind of rate and I like that calculator. You you have your, your everybody has their own kind of wee calculations to do, but it's a rough estimate. It's a trial and error basis. You see it. You see how it goes for two weeks. See if it's moving the right direction or not. Then you would adjust accordingly. It's as simple as that. There's no one perfect way, and that's why I would never. I never like. It's so often that I get messages asking, "Oh, can I get a diet plan?" I'm like, diet plans don't work because of that it's we we us at mtm we ha- we give nutritional plans we give out nutritional templates and and a, a diet plan but that gets changed on a, on a weekly basis almost that gets meals are getting added things are getting regressed we're pulling back in calories we're increasing calories like for any if you if someone takes payment from you from a one-off payment and gives you a diet plan then they have just robbed you blind simple yeah. as that like I, I think that it's exactly what it is, and it, and it, because diet plans are not exact. There's no unless it's extremely low calories, and you go right, you'll eat thirteen hundred calories, and you're a male, and you're like eighty kilos. Like you're gonna you're gonna lose a shit ton of weight, but you're yeah. gonna be feeling like shit. But like at the end of the day, it has to be adjusted accordingly. So yeah, no, definitely, and I think that's it. Like the amount that you've said it there, that the amount of messages you get as a coach, and people are like, "Can I have a diet plan? Do you do programs?" I'm like, they're only worth the piece of paper they're written on. It's the execution, yeah. and what a lot of people need. I, I think it's again, it's one of those things can be a wee bit like a kick in the balls, man. When folk are like, they're overlooking you as a coach. They're yeah. just asking you for something that's like a tool in your belt. They're just asking you like, it's like going to a, it's like going to a joiner and just going like that. Um, you want to build an extension like can I just use your hammer mate can I just uh, use- oh mate that's one of the things I used to hate like, it, it, like people used to go that to you like uh, you get fit, fit their doors in the house and they'd be like oh mate it's only fitting a few few doors it's not that bad it's only fitting a few doors I'm like mate do you know how to hang a door 
I, it might look simple and see the thing that used to annoy me is because like people used to touch it and they like you use like a door they understand how it works like there's a lock on it it swings on hinges it must be easy to do like that's all i've done that easy no problem that's what used to drive me insane man like it's only a few doors how can you charge that much for doors i'm like well you fucking do it then <laughs> do you know what I mean? it's almost the same when it comes almost the same when it comes to things like that with like diet plans and that like it's it's not going to get you the results and i would never ever feel more morally like right forever charging somebody for a meal plan like it just it just wouldn't happen i just don't when just don't feel comfortable doing that like, see, for example, that if someone came to us that was quite an experienced person and went, look, maybe, like, imagine I went to you for some accountability and I was like, yeah. if you create me a program and give me I, then it would probably be beneficial because that's all I'm looking for. Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. totally, I'm not saying they're, they're invalid, but to, like, Joe Blogs that's completely new to training, like, it's it's going to be worth the piece of paper it's written on. Do you know what I mean? Whereas... Yeah, exactly. Well, like a program is going to be like when you come to more advanced program and it's like say you want to get into like you were say you were practicing snatching all day and you want to do like a one rep max in your snatch then you would be following a very very progressive program to do that you would yeah just, yeah that's just that's when these things come into play and i think people get confused with that they're like oh i need yeah, this and you're like and there's no one size fits all and um, so last point mate you were saying uh, I've, I've obviously put this in and I've realised that a big part of your training is mindset mindset is a huge part of making any progress especially with fat loss what three pieces of advice would you give to someone for a developing a killer mindset um, I think it's first and foremost is educating yourself and that's something that we just spoke about on all those massive points that we just went over there is first and foremost why these these slimming clubs don't work um, exact same when it comes to your mindset you need to be able to educate yourself you need to be looking at either trying to find a coach where like me or yourself you're helping you build your mindset um self-development is that as part of your mindset so things like reading books listening to this podcast it's a massive massive thing in, in being able to educate yourself and learning from a wide variety of different things um is the number one thing i would say is to trying to get or at least start that mindset because i think mindset would would come down to like your self development almost. So yeah. I think it's de- it's definitely up there. Um, number one is educate yourself, um, with like books, podcasts, or whatever that that kind of education process might be. Um, I also think that being being able to practice what you learn is another massive thing. It's all good and well taking this knowledge in and trying to learn how to adapt your mindset and listen to like this podcast or like going to your coach and allowing them to, to speak about mindset because I speak about it a lot but it's not no every one of my clients take on board what I say and they don't they don't put any action they don't they don't take it they want to be able to change but they're not willing to put the things in place and take action on what I'm saying um so it's take take practice and it does and it's about practicing what you're trying to do like it's not it's not just a case of like all right, I'm going to have a better mindset today. And like you flick switch and then that's it. Like you've got a better mindset. Building a mindset is, it can be learned. It, it, it has to be learned. Everybody's always learning. Everybody's always developing. And that's about your mindset. It's you need to practice it. You need to practice on what you're trying to change. If you want to be having a better mindset of looking at nutrition by tracking food, you need to practice that. If you want to have a better mindset in terms of like being able to, be more disciplined that has to be practiced on a daily basis move it like improving that by one percent 
Um, exact same when it comes to eating, like like meditation, eating like that. Like when it comes to your mindset, it has to be practice. Anything that you're learning, you have to you have to put the work in. It doesn't get happen overnight. Um, and the final piece that I would I would say about having a good mindset is be clear on what you want. What is define what your core values are. Define on what you declare as a good mindset because my mindset might be different from yours. Your mindset might be different from mine. Um, and having a clear vision on what you actually want and why you really want it um, for any, anything. That's not just coming to fat loss or any goals or anything like that. I'm just meaning your actual values in life. Like Having a good mindset comes from trying to achieve the values that you want and you deem like valuable or that are important to you. So having a clear vision on what that is and why you really want to do that. No, they're all really, really good points, mate. Um, just clear, be clear, be concise, be consistent and identify what you want most um, and that's it what i would add to that um because i was like kind of adding in my points as well to it is, yep. um you need to be obviously consistent as hell um you need to be willing to make mistakes um, and as i said already don't keep making the same mistakes but be ready to trip up be ready to yeah. um, obviously Prepare yourself for that and then the last one is obviously stepping out your comfort zone because i always say to everyone what happens in a comfort zone absolutely fuck all sweet fuck yeah um yeah so, Make, Love that. make sure that you're actually obviously pushing the boundaries but what you'll find is as you do it is it just keeps getting bigger and I remember having this realization of this and being like oh my god it was like I had this moment where it was like oh I can't believe I need to keep doing something like this and it's it's it is, it's 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 tasking but yeah so um um a lot of really really good points there so kind of rounding good. it off man so in regards to we're talking a lot about fat losses nothing there's no such thing as an overnight success um you no. need to make sure that everything we've spoken about there like if you are going away and take away things from that like make sure that you're being consistent with it make sure that and if obviously do not hesitate to message me or dale as well um no. what one of you like Definitely not. <laughs> one, yeah yeah one one other thing i would just say is just please do not feel that you're entitled to eating like especially eating in life especially when it comes to fat loss like don't wait in the gyms. Don't think about hiring. A, if you think hiring a coach is going to be the be all and end all, anything like that, they are tools to help you on your journey. We will guide you. We will get you there. We will try our best to get you there. But you have to be able to put the work in. Like nothing will ever be handed to you on a plate. You need to be willing to put that work in. So don't ever feel entitled to thinking I've hired a coach. That's it. Boom. I'm going to get the results. You need. You're the one that needs to do the work. You're the one that needs to turn up every day, and you're the one that has to take these points we spoke about and learn about it and put it into action you have to take everything on board and work your ass off so that's yeah. it, the main thing don't ever feel entitled no, I love that, people are entitled yeah i know no i love that mate um, <laughs> like no one no one should have that sense of entitlement but anyway guys that is us done today mate thank you very much for having you on before Not a problem man that was brilliant. Um, have you anything you'd like to add in about like your instagram your business or that um, yeah, if you don't follow me already, please make sure you do. That is Dale at Dale Burke Fitness. Um, also, for any online coaching inquiries, please go onto the MTN website and follow the MTN page as well, which is www.mtncoaching.co.uk or the Instagram is at MTN underscore coaching. Um, check that out. Um, also, going forward for anything... Um, which is going to be releasing in the next few weeks. Uh, as you heard me speak about there, I'm a massive, massive advocate on mental health. I've went through a lot of stuff on my own uh, and I'm not, a, I'm not a therapist. It is real from my heart. It's 
opinionated. It is on my opinion and what I think will help you. And it's coming in the next few weeks. So please make sure you have a look out for that. And it's just an ebook. It's a um it's a it's an ebook on mental health and how it can hopefully help you get out and use your mental health to your advantage. Um, so have a look out for that on my page over the next few weeks because it will be dropping very, very soon. I'm looking forward to it. No, that's exciting, mate. Um, well, no, thanks very much. And just before we shoot, guys, make sure if you are listening to the podcast, screenshot us, uh, screenshot it and tag us in your stories as well. And just before yep. we go, um, I'm going to be launching the KDH Fit and 40 Challenge soon. That is my boot camp at K-Park and Kilmarnock. So if you are interested in doing that, do not hesitate to drop me a message. It is all about forming habits and routines for those 40 days. And I'll give you that uh, accountability with it. So, Anyway, guys, right, I'll catch right. you in a bit. See you later. Right. Right. Cheers, mate.